Blog Talk Radio. All the fellas always walk around talking about Bobby Rush, my woman I left. Uh-huh. I don't know why your woman left you. Mighty left me yet. Uh-huh. But I don't know how soon. See, I got a country woman, and I keep that woman of mine just a healthy, fat, and fine as she can be. And I raise hog, cow, chicken, and everybody. She better not act like she's hungry if she do. Cow is dead. And if unless she wants some pork chop, I kill a pig. We have pork chop all the week. She wants some chicken. I rank a chicken egg off prime and bring it home and bring it to a bed. And, and you know, she been out ever, ever, ever acting like she wants some love. <laughs> uh, that's where I really come in at. You see, she's loving in my game, you know. <laughs> and I'm serious about making love, you see. When I make love, I, I don't be playing around. Uh, let me tell you what I'm talking about now. I'll be working. Don't sleep, 
for being a part of the show. Uh, tonight is our music and review. Um, our special guests, they should be um, tuning in with us soon. Um, tonight is um, Southern Soul Live. You know, I pick, you know, got some of the, you know, the hottest music, man. You guys know Southern Soul. What we're going to get into it right now, we're going to get into the first one, Al Davis featuring his daughter, the princess. And this is, um, this is sort of like a dance vibe uh, song, where they do that at. We'll be right back with the crew.
with uh, Al Davis featuring uh, his daughter, Princess, <laughs> and that's their joint where they do that at. Talk to me, Scratch. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, bro. He gonna have he gonna have him dropping it and 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 backing it up and everything. They got a nice hype to it. I say I love these songs that you know had these sayings in there because you know we like man where they do that at you know it, that becomes catchy, you know. And I, I've always believed simplicity sells. So you know, yeah, on there. All right, all right, money, Mike. Damn, uh, being that it's, it's brother Al already is automatic, but to the listeners. No, and I just ain't saying it because it's Brother Al. I mean, that, 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 that's the juke joint. That's the club. That could even come out of the Southern Soul Club and just a regular club because it got that big record feel to me at the same time. And like, you know, Scrap said, that way they do that sand mm. off top, they're going to make it jump even harder. So, A1 Brother Al and Donna, A1. So... It, it, I like it too, man, because it's groovy, it's catchy. Again, you know, Al, brother Al's going to be bringing, you know, he's going to be bringing the heat. You know, he brings the heat every time he performs or even creates. Uh, one of my favorites in the business, so I give it two thumbs up. I can see, I can see a lot of TikTok uh, women doing a lot of TikTok off that song. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Before we go into the next, <laughs> yeah, it's catchy where they do that at, right? Mm-hmm. Before we get, before we move on, um, I think this is one of our guests, uh, Mr. Mr. Curtis. Yes, sir. How you doing, my friend? How you doing, Mr. Curtis? Everybody don't know this is Mr. Curtis. Him and uh, yes, Mr. Jimmy uh, Brick yeah. formed the group, but. Uh, Miss Curtis has been in the business over 30, 50 some years, right, Mr. Curtis? 50 some oh, years, man, over yeah. 50? Yeah, yeah, man, I started back. We had our first hit back in 73. Damn, I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was six. <laughs> Dang, man. Y'all trying to make me feel old. I ain't going to receive that. I just got better. Mike, That's you wasn't even. Mike, you wasn't even born yet, was you? <laughs> no, I, I think I was being thought about. My daddy said I feel a player coming in. <laughs> I got to get rid of, uh, let him find the proper landing for his mother. So, yeah, that's what I think. Hey, Mr. Curtis, man, when you find young uh, artists such as us and DJs that grew up listening to your music and you're on here and you're like, wow, these guys were wasn't even born, you know, they weren't even in their teenage years, you know, listening to your music, man. How how does that make you feel, man, that you still got people that listen to your music today that are, you know, that are still, you know, we in our 50s, you know? Yeah. It makes us feel good because we have people that are 17, 25, and we play, you know, Jimmy and I got Songs. I mean, you know, I got old eye, old eye. Jimmy got ain't gonna hurt nobody. We don't want to sit down, dad. And we play those songs at our shows, and they just they just jump up. And what's more amazing is they know them. I mean, we can't get get the words out of our mouth good, and they're singing with us. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. that that's uh, uh And then we, we've been um, blessed with. So many things happening now. Um, 
we're going to do a tribute. I mean, they're going to do a documentary type thing the uh, 24th of uh, this month at the atrium. And we're going to be on the red carpet with that. And, and we're starting to speak at different colleges about uh, how we sustain and how we stayed together so long. And, um, you know, it's people like DJ Sean that, that, that believe in us and say, look, man, if COVID hadn't came in, we'd be swinging now. But he said, just hang on. And we're going to have some things happen. Every time I talk to him, he's got something positive to say. And we got something forward to look to because that makes a big difference too. Uh, Jimmy and I, we, we have the big group and we have just Jimmy and Curtis. So we work all the time, but uh, people like DJ Swan have us on his show. It, it, it shows us the love and, uh, it's funny, me and Jimmy just look at ourselves as he's Jimmy, I'm Curtis, but people call us OGs, old legends, and all that. Oh, yeah, so, man, uh, y'all icons, <laughs> pioneers. You forgot That's icons it. and pioneers, legends. That's the term, yes, sir. Yeah. Y'all always going to be legends. Y'all always going to be yeah. pioneers. Y'all always going to be icons. The reason why, because look at look out, look what, look what your music did for... Uh, like the youth today and, and kid and play, you know what yeah. I mean? Look at look at that. Look at House Party One and Two created off yeah. what you guys, you know, brought to them, brought to their management, brought to you know Herbie Hancock. You know, I mean, not Herbie, yeah. Herbie Love. You know, that you know? yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, and late and, and the, the latest thing for. Uh, Ola Ola 8 was two ladies, the Black Eyed Peas sample, and they went platinum and gold mm-hmm. with it, with uh, Mabute, the name of the song. And um, that's what they called it. They, they did a, a Latin album, and they used that song. And then uh, we've had three beer commercials uh, in the playoffs and everything that, that uh, they did it in. So Ola Ola 8. Uh, is it, it's it's a it's an anthem like thing, man. It, it's so it's weird, not weird, but we'll be I'll be at home, and they'll be negotiating on something like that. And next thing I know, people are calling me saying, "Man, I just heard your song on the commercial." I said, "Oh man, here we go." <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Speaking of Ola Ola A, y'all, in case you didn't remember, here it is. This is what put Kid and Play in Ripple, a.k.a. Mr. Mr. Curtis. Again, man, thank you for being a mentor. Thank you for being a brother. Thank you for being real. Thank you for accepting me in you and Jimmy's circle. And just thank you for being who you are, my brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. We appreciate you, brother.
All right, all right. That's Ripple. Ola, Ola, yeah. Mr. Curtis, man, when you hear, you know, when you're, you know, doing your thing, you know, you turn the radio on and that comes up, man. How does how does it make you feel that you know again your music is still relevant in today's society in today's entertainment world? You know. Well, it, it's it's funny about that, man. You know, we um you don't expect it, but then after fifty years of it being out there, you know it's real. I mean, it's like every time you look around, that song is popping up in something like. You realize how many songs are submitted to beer companies and things like that to be played in these Super Bowl, not Super Bowls, uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. And when you hear your song up there, you say, "Dad, gone, man." I mean, that song's fifty years old. I mean, you got artists <laughs> coming, <laughs> and, and so you think about it. And you say, "Well, we're just we're just blessed, man." Just like with um, you know, Jimmy. Uh, he must be watching the Super Bowl. But anyway, uh, yeah. just like with Brick, um, they got um, um, Ain't Gonna Hurt Nobody at Daz. And the funny thing, of a quick story for you right quick, and I might have told you last time, when Ripple, we're out of uh, Michigan when we, when we moved down to Georgia because we got with the record company, GRC. Mm-hmm. Well, our partner, I live right next door to Ray Ransom, which was the bass player for Brick. And um, and th- that way I met all the Brick members that we all hung out and all, all the above. Then Ripple was the first one out of uh, Atlanta with a hit. It was SOS, Brick. Uh, all of us were out there together, Mother's Finest, all these groups. But we went out. I, I was at the Apollo Theater in New York. And I heard, um, ain't going to hurt nobody. I said, Dad, go on, that's Jimmy now. And um, we just, you know, we both was out there touring with the same groups, different times. Now, Brick and Ripple never played together as a full unit, you know, the full group. Oh, Ripple, wow. On, on, the, on, on the same ticket. We never did that. When things started slowing down and all that, we were back in the city. And back then we would play. I mean, you know, everybody would just be playing at different places of Regal Room, uh, Lee John's, all the different rooms. Anyway, Jimmy and I were playing at a club called Marco's. We were doing the jazz set there from 6 to 10, just, but it was a full band. And then we had an opportunity to go play at Buckhead at that time um, at, a, at a real nice restaurant. It was, and they wanted a duo. And I said, man... We don't do that, but we said we're gonna go do it. We did it, and we and Jimmy and I've been doing that duo now for forty-five, almost fifty years, man. It keeps us busy, and we have. And I go to say that it evolved from when we moved down here, being right next door to Ray Ransom, to Jimmy and I getting together and saying let's come, let's combine Ripple and Brick, and let's do, let's go out as as Jimmy Brown and Brick, but it's Jimmy. But it's Ripple. We do Ripple songs. We do Brick songs. And that's all we have to do at a concert. We don't, we don't have to do anybody else's song. We go there. We got a string of hits uh, through the through the two groups. And um, 
it's working real fine for us. Our single on the Jimmy Brown and Brick Ooh Wee is doing very well. Um, mm-hmm. That it, it's uh, uh, we got the tracking list back last week, but a lot of uh, radio stations have picked it up. Usually, our, well, Ripple, everything Ripple's done always tracks over in the UK first for some reason. Uh, but uh, Ooh Wee jumped all over the United States. The United States stations are picking it up, and um, United Artists picked up the distribution on it. And um, we do the promo, they do the distribution, and Jimmy and I own the label ourselves. So this has been an interesting journey for Brick, Ripple, and Jimmy and Curtis. We have three different projects, and all of them are doing very well. Wow. Yeah. yeah still... And I got to get that. I, I got your CDs for you, uh, Sean, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them to you. But also I'm going to send you the stuff on Jimmy and Curtis, and I'll send you the stuff on Ripple. You know, you have been going – Cobra came in, and it, and it knocked out a lot of communication on mm-hmm. music, period, you know. But I got all the all these things that are that are um, history-making going on right now, um, in our careers anyway. And ironically, this month is uh, Black History Month. And I think I told you before that when um, – they were going for the uh, Martin Luther King holiday. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, myself, was on a float with Andrew Young, um, uh, Maynard Jackson, um, uh, the guy feed the hunger actually, Hosea Williams. Right. Um, um, uh, it was about six or seven of them. But anyway, we rolled through the city on a float, getting people to tell them to go out to vote. And uh, so... We did that, and then they won. He, they won it, and so the very first parade they had celebrating Martin Luther King uh, holiday, um, it was on. Uh, that's back when Ted Turner had Channel Seventeen. Y'all might be too young for that, but anyway, it was it was a national. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a yeah. national uh, television. I mean, a national channel at that time. Well, we were in that very first parade, man, uh, and the his, I'm just saying the history that Jimmy and I, we've done some musical history, and also we've done political history things. So we just oh, been wow. blessed, man. That's, that's all I can tell you. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lisa, Lisa Float, you wasn't on. Y'all wasn't throwing out Ty Robin or nothing like that, was you? Who's the noodles? No. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that, was you? <laughs> man, oh, uh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you, what do you think about being at a being at a parade or a Mardi Gras, uh, Mister Curtis? And the float comes and throws you instead of throwing you beads or candy or something like that, they throw you a bag of oodles and noodles, some type robin. How would you take that? <laughs> well, let me let me back that story up I just told you about now. But you know, it was a while back when um we I don't I don't even remember the year when we were on that float, um, going around um, you know, Get people to vote. Well, we went to Forsyth County here in Atlanta, and that's a predominantly 
Um, man, I hate you. At that time, it was very prejudiced. Mm-hmm. And they had state police out there and local police. And, boy, look here, when we got to Forsyth County, they were throwing apples, oranges, eggs. And they didn't, the jokers didn't do nothing, man. <laughs> they didn't try to stop it. Man, all we could think about, let's get out of here. All we thought, everybody up on that floor said, next we're going to see some jokers in some white hood. And <laughs> we got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you know that that's that's real what you're saying there. Now I've seen Dave Chappelle say somebody threw a banana at him. I I can relate to that because we were on that float and they were I mean man they were literally throwing whatever they wanted to throw and nobody was stopping them. You, you know, Mister Curtis, you know, there's like you said, this is Black History Month. Yeah. Um but your your group was mixed. You know, you guys had white guys and black guys. How did you guys cro- uh how did you well, guys perform when it was all white? You know, uh you know, venue or you know what I'm saying? How how did how did you guys how, how did the group mix with the, you know, with the South back in those days? Okay. When we had, well, you know, they called it a mixed group. And that was a plus for Ripple because we were mixed. We had black and white. What that did for us, um, we were able to go out and tour with, with uh, Power Power, uh, Average White Band. Um, th- th- we were able to do that because we had, because they were mixed groups as well, too. Because, yeah. because it was mixed group. Um, mm-hmm. And also, we were able to go to the Apollo, mixed group or no mixed group, the Apollo accepted just good music. You know, that's, that's the way they were. It wasn't anything, um, it, it, it wasn't a, a prejudice line there at the Apollo. Now, when we went to the shows, we would always have to have well, you know, the bodyguards and stuff, because you do have some people, and you got to remember, a lot of people don't know that uh, the Apollo's in the middle of Harlem. I mean, it's, that, that's Harlem, the, the deep down in Harlem. So a lot of whites oh, yeah. back then didn't go in Harlem. And, and, and we had to go in there with, with, you know, with the white boys. And so, but we were able to do both. And, uh, but now, on the other side of that coin, if we went to Alabama, Mississippi, we couldn't, nobody black could go get a hotel room because you wasn't going to get one. Because the white boys up there, they got they got it, we just go in. I mean, it, it, was, it was a different, um, it, it, was, it was different back then, but you had to know how to, how to, um, how to work it. We didn't think anything about, we didn't think about it real hard because, we knew what we was dealing with. We knew what we had to do, so we just, you know, we just we just did it. And um, it uh, musically, the people that's coming to see you, they don't see colors up there. They just hear music. Right. That's all they hear is music. The other people that are that are prejudiced and all that, they'll be the ones that say, uh, "You can't come in my restaurant to eat." Or something like that. That was back then. It's not like that anymore. But 
But back when we were when we were all playing, not just us, all those groups that um, a, a, a predominantly black group, if you didn't have a major major hit, you wasn't gonna go in no room that had nothing to do with white, you know. But if you uh, because they didn't they didn't want us in there. They didn't want they didn't want to bring that kind of uh, music in there. But, but because we came right behind. If you remember correctly, I know you probably remember this. They had the Jackson Five, and then they brought the Almond Brothers. Try to combat that. Then they brought the Beatles over here. Then the Rolling Stones. All that stuff was, and they were all in. They were battling Motown, the Springs, Four Tops, Temptation. All that stuff, man. It was politics, and we had to be on top of our game because. The record companies that we were involved with, but not us, because they had money. But a lot of them, uh, they were fighting those those humongous uh, Stony and and all those people like that, and um, they had money. But and, and if they said they didn't want you out there, they had a way of not blackballing you, or just but but they just wouldn't do anything with you. But if you had anything white in the group, they made that made it where they call you a group that could cross over. But even at that, we had the number one song, and we had to get in number ten in Billboard with a bullet. With a bullet means it's constantly moving before we could get on number ninety nine on the pop chart in Billboard. Now the white boys come in at ninety nine. And and we had to go down through, I think it was 60, from 60 to number 10 before we could even go over to the pop chart. And if we didn't have the white boys, we probably wouldn't have been able to go over there then. But that was back then. It's not like that now, but, man, it was a different music world back then, brother. Wow. Yeah. That was a mystery we, right we, there. Yeah, we, we went, I mean, we went through all that, man, and, and, um, uh, like when you asked that question, it was funny you, you asked because some of the, some of the black groups never had anybody white. So if they didn't have a monster hitting up somebody like Earth, Wind, and Fire, if you if you if you look at it, man, there are through that whole era, man, you could say Ripple. We was a one hit because of politics and then all that. But you had also you had Brick. You had Ohio players. You had Cool in the Game, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Commodore. You had about ten groups, man. And and and, and self, they called them self-contained groups. Now you had the Temptations and the Primes and all that. They were a little bit right before us. The man, there was not that many groups out there. I mean. And and so all the music that you hear, uh, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, and it it it, it not, might have been man, but I'm saying man, it was not that many. Man, you got so many groups out there now, man, that it's unreal. You got rappers, you got, um, I mean, just just the genre of music that it's different now. Back then, we all knew each other, and um, it, it, we went through that funk thing, you know, you was either, uh, if you were in funk, it was a group side name. Other than that, 
you were doing the spinners, the moments, sidelights, that type of thing. And um, mm. with my group, Ripple, we play and we sang. And we were a singing group along with a funk group. I mean, that's what we were. So we, we toured with the spinners, Manhattan, Fifth Dimension. I don't know if you remember them or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, yeah, the Fifth Dimension. And also we were able to go out with Ohio players, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Commodore, Donald Byrd, um, uh, Average White Band, um, Al Green, and like I said, Tower Power, because we also were a singing group. And uh, so, I mean, I mean, Tavares, I can go to, man, it was so, so we stayed busy because we we were a singing group, and also we were, um, uh, a funk band, you know. I mean, we we get up there and and when we 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 bring the heat, and so it kept us busy. But that's where our craftsmanship came in, and you hear so many people sampling the type of music that we did back then because you had to be bringing it just like that. Because one thing about our people, if it ain't right, they ain't gonna move on. They'll sit there and look at you. And if you put it out and they don't like it, it'll stay on the shelf. There ain't nobody going to go. Back then, you had to go to um, record stores, um, you know, to buy your music. And um, anytime we would, like when we were in New York, uh, WWIRL was a big station up there. We'd have to go there and do live interviews. Then we'd hit probably 10 record stores signing autographs and, and and all that type of thing because it was a different way of promotion back then. And so um, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question. Now I go around the world. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was a lot going on back then that doesn't go on now because we're blessed now to have the internet with the social media and everything. But still, it's nothing like when they see you live. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and you can give them an autograph, and you can and you can tell them your story because everybody wants to understand your story because of the uh, music world changed from from several from about seventy eight all the way up to ninety. It made a drastic not drastic but I mean it went all the way from our people, our kids and stuff. They don't even play instruments. They play the computer. All you right. Can't come, you can't come up with, I'm not going to say you can't, but the grooves that we come up with that we got natural in our bones because that's what we did all our lives. It's hard to duplicate that in a machine. It's, it's just hard. So when we come back with new music or like when I listen to Bruno, what's his name, Bruno Mars? He he didn't do it. Go go back and get all those old school grooves. That's he's it. Got, yeah, he's got the Smokey Robinson look, and you know uh, a young a young pretty boy. And I'm not saying that <laughs> in, a, in a in a negative way, <laughs> but pretty, he's got pretty that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that music, and I don't know if it's black, white, green, or yellow, but he's got. All the ingredients that he needs to mm-hmm. get up there and 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 do it. It's all because of those old school grooves, man. They ain't, 
That's yep. nothing. Ninety not ninety percent. I'd say seventy percent of your church music now is nothing but the old R and B groups. That's all it is. I'm, that, that, that and and so because the older people are getting older, so the younger people they don't want to come in there and listen to old Lang Syne and 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 reality and, and Precious Lord. Not saying those are bad songs. They go to church. They want they want to be moving. That's why when um, Kurt Franklin and them all came in, at first, you know, the, the older people were mad at him. But he brought the young people back into the church music. I mean, people like him, you know, um, and he's doing nothing but taking the old school grooves and putting a uh, new style. It's a new style of singing, man. There ain't no new style of grooves. It's his new style of singing. That's what it is. That that's the new style that's out there now. Because the grooves that you play, is, man, they just grooves, man. They're grooves, and that's what uh, we were famous for. Um, ain't gonna hurt nobody. We don't want to sit down. We want to get out. Dads, all them songs had they had grooves, and when they start hitting, and you start patting that foot. And and rocking to it, it's a rap. That's it, and it's gonna be that way every time you hear it. So we were blessed, man. And now now we got people like you that got radio stations, their internet. But let's face it, the new rate, the new world, and that is internet. Nobody, I don't listen to the radio. I I I I'll go to an internet station or I'll build my own station. That type of thing. It's it's a it's another world out here now, man. So the, that that's what the, the, the y'all calls the OG. That's what we had to learn how to get in and deal with the new um, system of how they're gonna how you're gonna reach the public with it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. So yeah, y'all are very very important to keeping the music the old school music alive because it ain't gonna never die, but y'all are really uh helping keep it keeping it going by having shows like what you're having right now. People listen to it and, and they some some things I probably said they might have knew and they might not have knew. But um it's it's just a it's uh like I'm sitting up here talking on the phone to a radio station and uh, be, before, man, I'd have to go down to Dadgone, New York, don't be on WWIL. It wasn't none of this what we're doing now. You'd have to go down and be live on the air at inside of their studio, not no telephone call. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just different, man. All right, this is the Hilltop Radio Show, y'all. We got the one and only Mr. Curtis Reynolds of Ripple now with, with Jimmy and now Jimmy. He hasn't he hasn't called. He must be looking too Bowl, but you know him and I are together on our new project. And you had Ooh Wee. That's our that's our. I saw. Yeah, I'm gonna um, get that in for everybody tonight before we get on out of here. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into another show another song. Oh yeah, and uh, the white girls in the house. What's up, Missouri? Welcome to the show. <laughs> wow, Good evening, everybody. Girl. Good evening, Blue, yeah. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Yeah, yellow silver. 
Yeah, well, you, hey, hey, Mr. Curtis, you know every every show gotta have you gotta have a, a talented white girl. So we got our white girl. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I ain't got time. <laughs> Stop doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the next song that we got uh, for to review. Again, we got Mr. Curtis is in the house. He's sitting back with us, talking a little bit about Black history and the music, and also on here with us. Uh, you know, see what's some good hits for the week of uh, first was the second week of February, second full week, yes, third full, mm-hmm. second full week, second, second full week of February, February right here. Uh, the next song, this is Maserati Red, and this song wow. is called Good Old Country, and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay.
Maserati Red with a good old country girl. Let's get everybody back over. Um, and Mr. Missouri, we talk to us about that song. I mean, I like the beat. You know, it's one of those that you can, you know, wait, like you know, kind of get into the mood of it. I, I'm, I'm real particular because if a person is going to be singing, I want to hear them singing. Um, so yeah, it was okay, but I like the beat. All right. Mr. Curtis, talk to us, big yes, brother. Sir. The icon of the legend. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good song. It, it's across. It, you know, it's kind of like it's country and western, but it's rock. Mm-hmm. And it's got a real different twitch to it. Um, and I don't know if the um, I don't know if the vocals were meant to be the focus of the song. It's got a for that genre of music, um, the actual beat of the song and the rhythm of the song, you can get into that, but I don't think they were trying to, um, I mean, personally, I don't think they were trying to uh, be the best singer in the world. There's nothing wrong with the way it was sung, but it's got a good, it's got a good track. And so uh, a lot of the, I bet you, if, once they it gets out there, it gets out there. A lot of the rappers will pull the voice off of it, and they'll be rapping on that groove. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Go yeah, ahead, kinda like, I kind of agree with, 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 with what was the young lady's name was say, uh, Miss Missouri. Uh, yeah, yeah. AK yeah, AK White Girl. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I agree with what she's saying. You know. But I, I see another side to it, also because I'm a, yeah, I'm a musician, so I play it, and and um, I could, we could I could take the voices out of that, and uh, me and Jimmy could get on that, and do some sax solo and horn solo, flute solo, mm. keyboard solo, and wear it out because it's got that, <laughs> got that, got that thing to it, you know. Mm-hmm. The music was and definitely so, there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hear, I hear a groove, uh, mm. and and so sometimes, well, you know that electric that 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 electric jazz music places like that over. It used to be a time um, that DJs weren't as big as they are now. You go over there in London, places like that now, they got ten, fifteen thousand people out there in a big arena. And they take all the all the music out of your song, put more music or vice versa, and the DJ is up there pumping. And so the remix on that could really bring something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to go on okay. over there and get you a two hundred and fifteen thousand people crowd, man. <laughs> you that good, man. Go on over there and get that money, man. Hey man. Yes indeed. Uh go ahead, Scrap. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I said, it's definitely an interesting track. Yeah, I, I I can see her. I can I was sitting here with my eyes closed. I could visualize her show. So it's real animated. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know, sort of really animated to me. You know, I could just see her doing it on the stage, and you know, but uh, I, I like the grooves in it and everything. So, you know, the the music was the voice was over real over uh, real over the top on it, but. You know, and that dog on horse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was 
it has it has a nice groove to it. Some things to be done with. All right. You, know, you give it to Tina Turner. You give it to a Tina Turner, and watch what they do <laughs> with that yes, visual. Indeed. With oh, the yeah. visual up there. And it's, it's it's a song that you gotta do something with. But Tina Turner would be running back across four across the stage, shaking that hair and doing her thing, and 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 it would bring excitement to the track. Yeah, that's how that's how uh, Mr. Curtis, that's how Mr. Dazori brings to her shows like Tina Turner. Oh, okay. Shaking, okay. shaking, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of you. Well, I mean, but that, but but you know, that's all part of the new. I can't even say new because Tina Turner ain't, ain't new. No, I love her so much. She ain't new. She ain't, she ain't new at all. She was just way. Ahead of her time, mm. and you look at Beyonce, uh, the, the people like that, just like Michael Jackson, say what you want to say, and he will openly admit James Brown was one of his idols. He took everything mm-hmm. from James Brown, just modernized it. Well, Beyonce, in my own opinion now, uh, Beyonce kind of did the same thing with Tina Turner, because if you watch Beyonce, she got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff Tina uh, was doing. And and just brought it full circle, brought it today. Oh, I, you know, I, oh so I thought that was just me. So you so you see so, that too, huh? In her yeah. dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's not taking anything from from. I think mm. it's fine. Tina ain't doing it no more. Why not? Right. The younger people, they're not. You know they they hear what they hear. They see what they see, but they're mm-hmm. not going to go back and 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 um, if you if you weren't like a Michael Jackson that just stayed in in the limelight the whole time, he from the time he was five or six, whatever, he was in everybody's eyes all the way until the day he passed away. Tina went over across the water and she said, "Bump the United States." You didn't hear nothing else from that woman, right? And and so. It, it was easy for people here to get on it, and they, uh, you know, when they honored her now, they had everybody, people mimicking her because the United States was crazy about it, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you know, she had her documentary as far as with Ike and, and the whole thing. But I'm just saying that um, it was easier for the women to come in and do her and not be accused of trying to be like her than it was for. You know, when you see certain things, you say, "Oh, he's trying to be Mike." You know, and but you you don't really even hear Michael Jackson trying to be James Brown because number one, James Brown had had, had kind of fizzled away, and they had a relationship anyway. They was you see them together, and they get up on stage, cut up. But I'm just saying that if you got to act like that, I mean, I'm meaning if you're up there acting, if you can do a, 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 a even come close to anything Tina was doing, you got a winner because right. uh, the white community, they loved them from Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. That was the girl. Right. You couldn't, that, that was the girl. So you can't uh, deny anything. That, that I mean, you know, and, and, she, and, she, and I know I'm talking a lot, but she didn't have, um, <laughs> she didn't have the, the voice of Aretha Franklin or 
uh, Patty Labelle. No, she didn't. She she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But what she had, she had nigga huge. That's right. Let's yeah, get money, yeah. Mike. Money, Mike. Let's get you in and on here, man. What you think? Uh, by her name, I thought she was a rapper at first. I ain't gonna lie. I said Maserati because I know a guy had a song called Maserati. But <laughs> I, agree, I agree when you said <laughs> some rapper that could be me or get that beat and strip them vocals out of there, and I come back and uh, make a hit on top of the hit. So yeah, I love the beat. It's all right song, but yeah, watch it. I might I might go in the studio and snatch your vocals out, and then y'all be like, oh, they go money, Mike. <laughs> All right, the next one we're getting ready to do, this is Ice Dial featuring Cupid, and this is their song called Swing My Way. Uh, To me, it's a, I think uh, this song with Ice Dial, um, straight out of the Ratchet, Ratchet, uh, the boot, right? She's from Louisiana, I think. I think she's from Louisiana. And um, I think think she's bringing the new Jack Swing back to music but in a a southern soul style so this is uh ice dial featuring cuba swing my way we'll be right back
All right, that's Ice Doll featuring Cupid. Swing my way. Go ahead, Scrap. We're going to start with you, big brother. Uh, you know, I, I, I like, uh, you know, Cupid and Ice Doll, so, you know, I, I like their jam. You know, I didn't catch on at first when I first heard it about, you know, that other shorty swing my way, but, yeah, I like the twist they put on it. All right, all right, all right. Money Mike. I mean, hearing that, I expect nothing less <laughs> from those two. I mean, so that was like automatic, and you know, perfect verse, seeing overkill the verse, and the uh, rhythms, the melody of it, definitely jamming. Like you said, they all bring that that Jack Swain back. You know exactly mm-hmm. where they pulled that from. So that was that was a dope record. That was a dope record. Very dope. Go ahead, Mr. Curtis. Talk to us, big brother, the icon, the legend, the pioneer. <laughs> No, I agree with them. I mean, when I first heard, it, I first, you know, I, I listen to that kind of music when I do. But I first thing I thought Cardi B. You know, I don't know a bunch of names, and stuff, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. You know, it, it's good. I like it. All right, all right, Miss Nazori, aka White Girl in the House. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it's one of those things where you can definitely two step to that. So if they had like a really nice line dance, I could, yeah, I, I like it, yeah. Yeah, um, the, I I like when a good producer or engineer knows how to take a a old school song or a melody or a beat and hype hype it up, you know, so so you can like it today, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. That's what I yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Super Bowl update: Forty Niners nineteen, Kansas City Chiefs sixteen, and it's a minute fifty-three left in the Super Bowl. All wow. right. I guess it. It was just. Uh, I I think uh I think Kansas City gonna pull it out to win. Um, cause you gotta understand Taylor Swift and what she brought. Yeah, it's it's nothing but a money thing. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> um, the next song that we got here is the one and only Avon. A, I mean, I'm sorry, Avil Anvil Hollywood, and this is his song called Auntie. I met Auntie when I was about 35. Yeah. She had to be about 49. Man, it's a whole year ago. Uh-huh. And I call her Auntie because she told me don't call her no cougar. Yeah. She said she still do those freaky things. Uh-huh. But even at 50, the shop still look good. Uh-huh. It's a fact. <laughs> Black don't crack.
auntie told me 50 is the new 30. She took a drink and started dancing dirty. Said the DJ slowed it down. She dropped it to the ground and make that pretty brown round thing go round. She said it ain't what you got, it's how you use. And it ain't what you do, it's how you do. When I turn 60, I'ma still look 40 Now that I'm 50, they be calling me sexy 30 I just turned 50, what did he She said I just turned 50, what did he She said I just turned 50, what did she She said I just turned 50, what did he song let's go on now all right the next song uh we're gonna play is coco wade and this is her song called the after party all right Club. 
I'm saying <laughs> I like that man it's smooth I, I really did enjoy <laughs> that man I, it had a nice smooth uh, groove to it man mm-hmm. I'm sitting here rocking with it <laughs> all right um, Mr. Curtis <laughs> well it gives me that uh, staple singer uh, Betty Wright type of uh, feel mm. in it and um, it's good I mean she she uh she nailed that. She nailed that that feel 
the the whole nine. That's the way they were doing back then. They, they, they grabbed that groove, they stayed in there, and they rocked right in the parameters. They didn't do a lot of running, not a lot of jump, not nothing. They just stayed right there and established the groove. But like I said, that was um, the M.O. for staple singers, Betty Wright. You know that, you know that, that, um, I don't know if you called it blues. I don't know what you called it, but it wasn't all the way blues. It had an iron bill, B still, but yes, it's good for what, for what, for the market that it would have to be in. I think it's real good. All right, money, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That was that was. I said him when he said that staple singles type of joint, but it was real smooth. It, Kind of has a cute feel to me to it too, so definitely something I would like rock to. You know, easy going. Yeah. Getting it, get 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 to my sensitive side. So when it comes to my date, I would play that song and you know get to my more sensitive nature. So yeah, <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I get you in white girl? No, you didn't. <laughs> um, I loved it. I absolutely loved that song because it brought me back. To like old school, but it's new school, and I can I was sitting here here jamming to that song, and I'm like I love her voice, so yeah I loved it. Yeah, the beat. Uh, I've heard the beat somewhere before in another song. I just couldn't put the beat together. I might have to go back and listen to it a couple of times, and I know exactly where to go to find that beat. But that beat is familiar. They, whoever whoever engineer is, they really. They really uh, did something to that song, you know, because I, I recognize the beat, and I, I just can't put my finger on it. But I will, though. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh, Coco Wade, the after party. Next song we got coming up for you, for you all. This is Ricky White, and this song is called Big Girl. <laughs> We'll be right yeah. back. Okay. If you know you're sexy, if you know you're sexy, go on back that thing right now. Go right now. All my beat girls just got to go wrong. Ricky White, Ricky White, look at so good, look so good. I like the way you move. Ricky White, I'm a high Oh, I'm not a weed. Show me what I want to be. 
a walk with you. I saw you standing over there, threw my Dion straight. In the way I got to here, I got Dion weight. Freaking rain to your brother, you got taste. With all these big-legged women with the real cute face, they got back. And they ain't pay a side, they fool it. Doing the butt was was um, 
It was more of a gimmick song, you know, and, and it worked. So the big girl thing, I think uh, it's got a good enough groove to it where, and more people than just big girls are rocking it. It was, it was you know, it's, it's doing its thing. It's a good song. That's right. That's right. Mr. Zori. Go ahead, white I girl. enjoyed it. I was over here dancing to it, so I definitely enjoyed it. It just brought me back to like the seventies and the eighties. Um, the music back yeah. then, funky, you know, uh it it just it was a really good song. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it brought me back a little bit of funk with some with a, a pinch of go go. You know, something yeah. like uh what's his name? Uh Chuck Brown. Brown. Yeah, Chuck Brown. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Scrap. I got that rare essence feel too when I was listening to it. So, mm-hmm. you know that that EU that flavor. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And that old Chuck babies, you know, I can hear that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Mr. Curtis, did you guys ever get the chance to perform with any of those? You know, uh, late seventies, early eighty go go bands that came out of you know, DC, did you guys ever get to tour with them or even share the stage with those groups like Chuck like Chuck Brown? No, we didn't uh we we didn't uh do any of that. By then touring had changed. Uh you okay. know, when we toured back in the day our tour was a tour. You went out for three months with Earth Wind and Fire, another three with the Commodore and they don't they don't tour like that anymore. Now they go out maybe do two, three days a month. Um and rest no but we no answers. No, we didn't we didn't get with any of those. I don't even know any. Never met them. No. Okay. I think we got I think we got another living legend, uh Mr. Uh, Jimmy Brown, you on here with us, sir? Oh yeah, I'm right here. There he no, is right there. Mr. Jimmy Brown of the group yeah. Brick. Um, again, right. uh, thank you, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, sir, and being with us tonight. I know you heard a little bit of the song that was played a while ago. What, what is your take on it? Well, um, I've got the same uh, type feel that Curtis got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the big butt thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, sir. It's a, yeah, yeah. But that's a nice song. Though. That's a nice song. All me. right, all yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know this is this is uh you know Black History Month. We got a little bit of music history from Mr. Curtis with uh with Ripple. Um, Mr. Uh, Jimmy, is there any um Black History Month out there? Uh, with you know with Brick. You know, you guys, you know, coming on the scene, you know, out of, you know, Atlanta. How how was the, how did the South treat well, you guys back in the, you know, back in the, you know, back in the days? Well, you know, as, as far as um, on the history thing, I, um, I have a situation that I may be doing in Augusta, Georgia for um, a high school. So mm-hmm. normally I, I I go out and you know um, and, and do things like that. So that's coming up uh, pretty soon for me. So I'll be going in, you know, basically telling telling the kids about um, the older school 
situation and the new things that we're doing today, you know, the music that we're doing today. Oh, yeah, to let me know when you do that, Miss um, Nazori that's on here with us, she's uh-huh. from Augusta. She's from Augusta. Maybe she can oh, okay. connect with you, man, and, you know, do a quick interview yeah. with you or take some pictures with you and stuff. Yeah, she got that's a big old butt, yeah, too, Mr. Nice. Jimmy. She got a big old butt, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. OMG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be awesome. I, I would be more than uh, happy to, you know, meet him or whatever, where, you know, wherever. It's perfectly fine. Right, right. When I find out about it, I, I'm definitely going to let you know. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, Mr. Jimmy, I was gonna I was gonna say this when uh, Mr. Curtis was talking, but you know, since you're on here, I can say it while both of you are on here. I know you, uh-huh. you know you guys been knowing each other for fifty some years, and still and still going, still growing in friendship. So was did right. did the label that you were on, Mr. Jimmy, and the label that you were on, Mr. Curtis did? So it was okay for you guys to. Even though you guys went with the same group at the time, it was okay for you guys to work together on music projects and stuff outside of the group back in those days. Well, you know, back in, uh, in those days, well, basically we were actually, you know, uh, we were separate during that time. You know what I mean? Because uh, okay. uh, Brick, Brick was with uh, with Bang Records, uh, and you know we stayed with Bang. Um, few years that we went to CBS, you know, right? So, um, and Curtis, yeah, Curtis was, you know, um, who, uh, who, who you were with Curtis? GRC. GRC yeah. Records. That's, that's who yeah, we were right. with. Uh, but the thing is, um, uh, during that time, Curtis and myself was actually playing back in the 70s. You know, we got together and started doing things, you know, and and it, it developed. We never left left each other once we got together. You know, we stayed together all those years, off and on, off and on. And, I mean, as of today, it became a situation where you got Brick and you got Ripple. And actually, to me, it's history because you never had groups that I know of that got together and played, you know, and played together like we uh, do it today. And, uh, and you know, and, and made records together. Curtis was made a record together, uh, and also I look at it and um, you know, Angle Hood. Then you turn around, you got Old I Old I A. You, you got two different groups out there working, and uh, as it stands right now, both of us uh, actually coming out with, with with different records. You know, Brick is coming out with a record. Uh, Ripple, Ripple is coming with a record, but we gonna go out, you know, as um, as two groups. So it's it's, it's working. Oh wow! Working. Really, yeah. it's it's history. It's history. And I've never seen that before. Wow! And we that got Jimmy good. and Curtis. I explained you. We have a we have a product on uh, Jimmy and Curtis, and that's our that's our cash cow when we aren't doing anything with with, with the bigger situations. Um, so we, um, you know, we're, we're blessed in that sense. We got a lot of different things going on and 
when it comes to labeling back. Jim and I were talking yesterday, and for about 20, 25 years, we didn't even, we would go out and play as Jimmy Curry. We never played a brick song, never played a ripple song, never played any of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh that's that's history right there. Yes. Um Mr. Curtis and, and uh Jim and Jimmy, um this is a question I wanna ask you guys. I don't think we asked it last time you guys were on. Have you guys um thought about or if you have or when uh doing a book? You know? On you know Yeah, you know Yeah, that that is <laughs> I got, well, I was thinking about it too. You know, Curtis well, was a lot of also people thinking come about it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people want to do a documentary on us, and it's going to lead right. to um, a book. They, they, I mean, they're they're really um, after us about. I mean, not after us, but they're they're picking our brains because a lot of old schools are passing away, or their health is bad, and. They're not still out there performing at all. And so we have a situation that's coming up right now that um, yep. we're going to be doing the red carpet thing. And this gentleman, I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, uh, we're going to do a red carpet thing. And he's doing uh, documentaries and and uh, he's going to be doing a, um, a film and everything, kind of like unsung but a different twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he's been doing it a while, and so he's uh, got us getting us totally involved. In it. And our producer um, and and our financial advisor, both of them, want to do um, a documentary, which is something that it's going to be a book. There's so much there for us to tell, so it it'll end up being. A, a book along with a, a documentary because we were um, yeah we we got Jimmy and I got a lot of history and I didn't even yeah. know it. and I don't think you don't think about it we're just living and then when people like you start asking us questions we look back and got a bag of <laughs> man, a bag man, you of think, right <laughs> yeah. man, man, put your thing because I'm getting ready to ask you guys uh, I was thinking to myself I'm getting ready to ask them uh, a stupid question. I can ask you guys a stupid <laughs> question. The stupid question I want to ask you, uh, Mr. Jimmy, is how important is the horns section to a song? How important is that? Yes, sir. Well, okay. To me, uh, me being a horn man myself, mm-hmm. you know, and play just play just uh, the, uh, the different horns. Um, I've always played horns, you know, sections. The actual sections is uh, like trombone, trumpet, uh, trombone, trumpet, and maybe uh, sometimes flute, you know, and and, and and make the whole session in it. So I'm used to doing that, you know, in mm-hmm. the songs that, I, that, I, that we record. I'm, I always put some horn lines, uh, basically, you know, in the song. There, there, there are a few songs that I've done. Uh, that we would just sing, but even at that, I still come in and play a solo. You know what I mean? So, 
So homosexuality is very important to me. All right. And that, stupid that question. Yeah, go ahead. And a stupid question for you, Mr. Curtis. How important is the keys to a song? Well, <laughs> when you say keys, um, my whole thing is I'm a I'm a groove maker. I got mm-hmm. I got a I got to to get the pocket there so Jimmy can get on his horn. And make those. Jimmy's a whole horn section. Sax, flute, trumpet, trombone. Wow. Any horn line, he does the whole thing. We don't call in a horn section. Our horn section is Jimmy Brown. Mm. I have to uh, lay the lay the lay the basement. I got I got I got to lay the groove, and then all the icing on the cake is the guitars and the. And the turnarounds on the, you know, you can use a drum machine, but when we go in the studio, we'll use the drum machine, but then we'll send it over to Marcus Williams, and he'll do live drums on it. But anyway, mm. but, um, but the keys and the horns is, is is what makes it old school, because they're live. Yeah. There ain't, no, ain't no computer notes being moved around, none of that, so... For our music, it's very important. Um, just like the song "Ooh Wee," when you listen to it, you hear horns. You you hear it all, you know. And uh, right. uh, most of our songs are like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told yes. you I had a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, but um. Let's get into one more song while we got Mr. Jimmy on here, and then we'll we're gonna end on out this, this program tonight with Ooh Wee. Um, this Uh-oh. young lady, yeah. this young lady right here, her name is um, Miss Hollywood, and uh, she's featuring another young guy named um, Audio, and this is her song called Good Time. We'll be right back. Uh-huh.
a lot of the DJs across the country were saying, well, no, nah, man, that's that's um, jazzy. You know, it's not, uh, it was disco during that time, but he says jazzy. But it had a thing to it. And next thing I knew, it was a hit. Mm-hmm. Jazz was a hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, that's 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 the funny thing about a hit record, a hit record. You know that, is, but but I well you know yourself. That, yes, it, it, sir. It's really hard. To, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to Talk, talking to pull about it out. that. Talking about that song from you guys, Brick. A lot of the disco DJs back in them days, they were playing it on the radio. It was, you know, you got a lot of. That song got a lot of cross, cross well, we'll we say crossover. It got a lot of crossover uh-huh. play from a lot of genres because, it's, yes, you know, it is. is it yes. funk? Is it soul? Is it R&B? You know, is it yes. disco? Is it jazz? Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I that, think that was the reason that, that why was it was it was made a hit. It was a hit because you had a lot of DJs grooving to it and a lot of DJs and other generals were playing it. That's right. Because you guys That's ended right. up with a gold, right. right? Gold, double platinum off that song, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, we came out with, yeah, we came out with gold on on uh, um, with with dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it went into gold. Yeah, it did. Mhm. Yep. Um, Mr. Yep. Curtis, same so. question. To you, what makes a good hit? Good single. Well, good same, album. Same thing, Jimmy. Same thing Jimmy said. The only, only thing I can add to that is um, the fact that um, him and I play live so much. We can go in there with a song that we wrote, and we get to play it and see the crowd reaction. And um, it's, it's nothing like, I mean, you can have an A&R department, all these different department heads that have come in and say that's the one, but... I'm telling you, it's nothing like playing them live and watching people's reaction to them and how they're going to respond to them. Sometimes mm-hmm. Jimmy and I will do a song and we'll say, uh, you know, it's pretty good that we're going in in a place and play it and they'll just, they'll go crazy. Meaning, you know, the reaction that that they give us, let us know that song got some substance. And then we'll wait maybe a week or so and wait for I mean, you know, uh, a whole other set of um, people are in there because we're not doing a concert when you go out and do eat different things. You're doing private parties and things like mm-hmm. that. So it's always different, a different group, a different age, different demographic, everything. And and we'll we'll play it again, and they'll jump on it again. We say, yeah, that's a good song because we're not we're not guessing about it at that point. We've played it and seen what the reaction is. And uh, whenever you do one and then um, five or well, 20 seconds into it, it um, they're singing it with you. You know mm-hmm. you probably got another, uh, you, you know you probably got a winner. So, yeah. so, so I'm going to ask you guys this before we uh, get on out of here. We're going to play Ooh Wee. Um, Mr. Jimmy, Mr. Curtis, um, and all the you know all the young artists that are listening. Sometimes it's best to create a sound where you have DJs 
and radio trying to figure out well, where are we going to drop this song at? Well, let's put it over here. No, no, let's put it over here. Let's put it over there. That, right. That, that's a good thing on the artist's part of creating, you know, when your DJs and your radio is putting it in all different places and it becomes a hit. Is that a, a real statement to say? Well, yeah, I would say, um, well, it, it, it'll go right back to the same thing. Uh, when we did um, uh, like dance, okay, mm-hmm. dance had a, a jazz feel in it. Then it had on top of that, it had the funk feel on top of that. So you had jazz, and the jazz in was actually me, um, uh, myself, uh, playing the licks uh, in dance. Right. You know, the, playing the jazz licks on top of, but but the bass player and the keyboard player, all the other instruments, the guitar player. They were playing funk, but I came mm. in and added the jazz, the jazz feel in there, and and and, and so they, you know, it was sort of confusing <laughs> to, right, to, right. The, uh, to the DJs, yeah, to the DJs. But when they heard it, they loved it. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, they, they loved it. They said, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, now this is happening," you know. Sort of, so, sort of like. Sort of like Earth, Wind, and Fire, because you never know what they're gonna, what type of style, Damn. you know, they're gonna come that's out right. with. Yeah. Damn, that's it. That's right. It's good. Yeah. That, that, that's it. That's that feeling. Wow. And uh, and so happened today, as of today, we still got Curtis and myself. We still have that same feeling going on right now. Oh Within yeah, I can writing. tell it ooh wee. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Uh huh. So, uh, you know, we 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 just happy about that end. You know, being happy on that end. Yeah. Well, man. Uh, again, uh, Mr. Curtis and Mr. Jimmy, appreciate you guys for joining us tonight. It is February oh, Black you. History Month as well. And um, I know Mr. Jimmy has, I mean, Mr. Curtis has been keeping you up on things of over our conversation. And things are getting ready to, to let loose and get ready to get off, man. And we're getting ready to start getting yeah. doing some things, man. And um, my, okay. my, good old, my good old friend Richard Lee with Clear, the funk group Clear, they, they – they're getting back together as well too, so they got some unfinished, unfinished business that they got oh, to okay. get off their chest. <laughs> and the music uh, industry, we yeah. That yeah. So we we're 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 thinking about doing a tour called Unfinished Business Tour. Unfinished mm-hmm. Business. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so okay. Them the the Winstons, you guys, the Winstons. And then you know, uh, um, Blue Magic, uh, Blue Magic's returning with a whole new group. So that's mm-hmm. this uh, group from out of um, George Atlanta called Just Three. Um, they're going to be oh. the new. They're going to be the new uh, Blue Magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know something else for history. Yeah. So. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I might have to 
I might probably another year or two, I might be relocating to Atlanta because I thought Charlotte was going to be a, a, the, the next hot spot, but they're a little slow behind times here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, they, 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 I don't know, man. It's hard to say about these jokers, boy. All they want to do is rap. Hey, and Ravity, Ravity, but. You can't bring a bunch of young people together and there's always fighting afterwards, you know? That yeah, that's a rough thing right there. That's, that's really yeah. Good, you know? And then they be yeah, like, yeah. we got all these these big-time A&Rs in this city and they don't come out to support or, you know, or jerseys. For what? I'm not coming out right. of my house and not know if I'm going to come no, back home. You don't... Exactly. Yeah. Y'all fight too that's much. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, keep my yellow ass on where about. I know if something happens, <laughs> if something happens in the house, I know I did it to my damn self. Did somebody right. else do it? Yeah. To me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we yeah. we appreciate you, legends and pioneers and icons, Mr. Curtis, Mr. Jimmy, for again, you. you know. You know, always being there on the call, bringing you guys on, allowing you guys, and you guys are opening up your ears to other artists' music oh, and everything as well, too, man. That means a lot, right. not only to our show, but well, to the artists you. as well. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah. And uh, just then, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl 58 champions. They won 25-22 in overtime against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just... Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, yeah, they won. Nevada, Nevada got what they wanted. <laughs> they, mm. Yeah. yeah some rich ass people tonight, boy. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that's right. Why? And they get ready. And they get ready to put a uh, 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 baseball stadium in in Vegas and a. Uh, Basketball team in Vegas comes 2025, so you know what it is. Oh, the, mafia, oh, wow. the mafia is back. The mafia yeah. is yep. back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is a uh, Sunday, y'all. We're gonna get on out of here with Brick's latest, the hottest. Ooh wee! Right here on the Hilltop yeah. Radio. So you guys have a good evening, nice week. Okay. Good night, All right. guys. Nice talking. You're nice talking. All right.
Another hot show. We have the last living uh, artist from uh, actually Billy Holiday's uh, great great niece will be on tomorrow night on the Hilltop Radio Show. You guys be blessed. Be easy. Much love and respect. Good night.